0: This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for tyre power. Think safety on the roads. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power.
1: That's right. This week, it is known as The Rabbit Hole. Last week, it was The Ramble. This week, it's The Rabbit Hole. It is the podcast that Wisp and I do each week. The Wisp being Tim Watson, welcome to you. Good morning, Gary. What happened to The Ramble?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody out there didn't like it, so uh, well, you do know
1: there was. Mass We've conf- pivoted, there as they like
2: to say in the business.
1: Mass confusion. Why was there in confusion? the market because we do a ramble ourselves on our, our radio program between six and six thirty. So everyone was sort of like trying to find the ramble, and it was getting mixed up with our daily ramble. Right. So now it's the podcast from this point forward to be known as. The rabbit hole, and we rabbit call it hole. that because we're not quite sure where it's going to go. We just might wander down a rabbit hole.
2: We might talk about rabbits a little bit later too in our podcast this morning.
1: We might in our new farming segment for Kubota, but we'll get to that a little bit later. How's the week been? The week's been all right. What do you, Where do you want to start
2: this? What well, do you can, want to talk about? We
1: can, <laughs> we can start broadly. What? And, and, How are you then? I'm well, thanks. Yes. How's uh, your
2: bottom? Because uh, you had a thing on your bottom, didn't you?
1: Well, we can... A growth. St- we <laughs> I wouldn't call it a growth.
2: It was like a volcano. It was, That's what it, it was. an
1: infection.
2: Anyway, they were not. Like Mount Etna.
1: They're not starting. Did you get to
2: the bottom of it? No pun intended.
1: We're not going to start there.
2: Why? People get these things from time to time, and you may have a remedy for people.
1: It was an arse nice infection, Tim. It was. And, uh, you were
2: sleeping on a donut for anti- how many days?
1: Antibiotics got to it and uh, sorted it out, but there was a donut involved. Um,
2: a visit to the chemist. A visit to the chemist. Oh, it's an the, embarrassing visit to
1: the chemist. It's the time of the year, though, it's your health issues are important. You need to get on top of them, and it's the time of the year where you can pick something up. There's some pollens in the yeah. <laughs> well, there. Yeah, there is of, a lot of pollen in there's there.
2: There's a lot of th- No, there's a lot of things going around. You're quite right. There's a lot of illnesses going around there, and um, yeah. You can pick things up, but the best thing to do is to try and get things under control as quickly as you can, and Speaking that's exactly what you
1: didn't do. I'm looking at your knee right now. How's it looking? Having you having had a knee replacement, mm-hmm. is is that why you haven't been wearing shorts lately? Why is that? Self-conscious with that very, very substantial scar. (laughs) That's about a 30 centimetre scar. It's a big
2: scar, isn't it? Yeah. There's a lot of pain. And I've been
1: noticing that we have had 30, 35 degree days and you've been coming in long pants. No, I'm not embarrassed about the scar. Yeah, I think you are. You you wore your jeans yesterday. It was 41 degrees. Um,
2: But... I probably should be applying some cream to that scar, just to try and get it to vanish.
1: Because there is some vanishing cream. Yeah, a knee replacement. Yeah, it's going well. Thank you. Maybe yeah. we can start each of the rabbit hole no, podcasts no. with our health. Um, and what health checks? Health check. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, in the last week, you've had your problem. Yes. But no, it's under control now. It is. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I'm, I've Have got you got a, any I'll problems? A, no, I've got a clean bill of health. I'm having a little bit of trouble from time to time sleeping with my knee. It gets in the wrong place and starts to ache a little bit.
1: Are you taking any medication?
2: Um, I take Occasionally I take a Nurofen to get my, me through the night.
1: My mum and dad came to stay with me over, mm. Christ, over Christmas. Mm. My dear old dad, mm. who's 82 or 83, one or the other, I can't mm. remember. And I've, I've, I haven't lived at home for... What am I? I'm 55. I haven't lived at home for 40 years. So <laughs> You've some, just reminded me. Your parents can get a little bit old. This is what the rabbit hole is. This isn't on the rundown. This is just something that's... Over 40 years, they mm. can age gracefully, both of them, mum and dad, yeah. gracefully. But dad's had a few health issues over the past couple of years with COVID and a few other things. Mm. Anyway, he comes down to stay with us, and they got a suitcase each. They mm. roll in, and then he walks in with a... Remember that... <laughs> VB giveaway that we got. Yeah. The little, like little suitcase. mini suitcase. Yeah. He brings that in. Right. I said, oh, it's nice you're using that stuff I gave you, which is a bit of clone and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, he's put it in that suitcase. He opened it up. It was a It was a chemist in there. <laughs> like, he peeled it open and there it is. I said, what is that? He goes, oh, the <laughs> mini <me, there's laughs> tablets. i got to be joking. And then mum walks in. I said, mum, do you know about this? She goes, Yeah. And mum just, mum reeled them all off like she was a doctor. <laughs> oh, that's a That's thing, that's a drink, that's cool day? zone, that's that, that, that this, this <laughs> one's for that one, that one's for this, this is blood pressure. <laughs> Boy, hell. I've never been a big um, a medicine taker. Like, no. I don't take, no. I really would take a Panadol. I don't right. do anything like that, I suppose. As you but know, you've like. changed now, though. No, I haven't. Well, you have.
2: Yeah. Well, you went through a list of all the things you were taking last week for your, no, your, well, your little
1: thing on your bottom. If you get if you get sick or ill, you have to take doctor yeah medicine. But it, when I'm healthy, nothing. No. Well, of course, when you're healthy, you're not going to take that's any not medicine. true. People take stuff all the time. <laughs> you take a blood thinner. You told me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, My mum and dad. Right. Yeah. My mum was um, had a birthday during the week. Right. So you've just reminded me of. So they. I organized for them to stay at the Windsor Hotel. What? And I said to mum and dad. No, hang on
1: hang, I, on, hang on, hang on. Can we cut this? If my mum and dad hear this, <laughs> the wish put them up at the Windsor. Anyway. I'm in a lot of trouble.
2: Anyway, that's beside the point. No, it's not. No, I, it is I bes- want to talk about that. No, well, you can talk about it, but let me just finish this, okay? So I said, okay, but I've organized valet parking for you, right? And mum said, well, how does that work? And I said, well, you get to the hotel and you go in there and you tell the person that you want to leave the keys there. Can they park the car? But I said it's all under control. I've sorted the whole thing out. And I said, have you got some suitcases? And Mum said, yes. Will they take care of those? And I said, yes. She said, what will they do with them? I said, they'll, <laughs> they'll take them up to the, the room for you. They'll put them in the room. And I said, how many? You know, how many suitcases? You're only staying overnight. How many? Yeah. I said, we've got two bags. We've got one bag with our clothes and one
1: for our
0: pills. See?
1: <laughs> See? I said, A bag hey. full of pills. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pills.
2: I said, you're setting up a pharmacy. She yeah. said, no, 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 no. They, you know, we're both on medication, so we are just going to make sure that we've got the right supply of pills. We take it with us everywhere.
1: What a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful it took thing. took two people to carry it up to the room. What, <laughs> like the pill bag? <laughs> <laughs> and 12 sniffer dogs came, <laughs> came from out of the Fitzroy Gardens, come flying. You, you booked your mum and – what was the occasion? Mum's birthday. So your, how old's Edna? 86. She's 86.
2: 86, yeah. And they'd never, like, for them, the Windsor is like, yeah, you know, like, because my mum said, when I said, look, we'll do this, she said, well, what will I wear?
1: No, tell us about this, because I know exactly where, um, I'm thinking about my mum.
2: It's a too. big deal to come from the country and stay at the Windsor.
1: So they had to get their head around valet parking. Mm-hmm. They thought someone was going to drive away. Alan thought someone was driving the car. He, oh, wanted,
2: I, he, <laughs> he wanted the bloke's number plate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Then you said you had booked them into a, um, a room that was had a title. It was called The
2: Butler's Suite. Right. And now, my mum was concerned about the butler. She thought that there would be a butler there servicing the suite. <laughs> and did they love it? Oh, they loved it. You should have seen it though. Because like, like the suite, it was a double roomer. Yeah. So they had like a massive bedroom. Wow. But then off to the side, it had like a lounge room, like a beautifully set up lounge. It was as big as their... Place they they live at in, in Ballarat. It was absolutely
1: magnificent. I don't
2: know they, how they've gone though, but I haven't spoken to them this morning, so I don't know out, how they went last night.
1: Did they go out for dinner? Did they go to Chin Chin or something?
2: No, no, no. That was too far down the street. So um, the restaurant at the Windsor wasn't open on the Tuesday night. Oh. They had room service. Did uh,
1: they? <laughs> did they put it on the West's bill? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to find out what they actually ate last night. How did we get onto that? That's a beautiful thing. I love that story. Uh, looking after your mum and dad like that's a beautiful thing. Um, you, your podcast recommendations for me have been great. And the Charles Barkley, all the smoke interview, we spoken about a lot. Yeah. And they covered, it was a two hour podcast.
2: It was brilliant. And he is without doubt, if anybody hasn't listened to him, you may know him as the basketball, the NBA basketball, he's a commentator now, but it's not too fine a point to say that he's probably the most entertaining person that we've listened to, to doing podcasts. Like, yeah, he's humorous, he's funny, he's interesting, he's mm. got a good turn of phrase, he's articulate, he's been around, he's got a lot of original thoughts about things.
1: Do you see where uh, Draymond Green has been signed by that organisation for once he finished his career, mm. right? So he's probably going to end up working in that same field. And in the All-Star Weekend, which we've just had, Charles is down there commentating and Draymond's on the court doing interviews and Char- Char- on air says, y- you all are done. Your season, you all are done. And he, Draymond Green's gone off his head. Oh, did he? Yeah. He went back at him and said, yeah, like you were at Houston. <laughs> <laughs> that was on. So that's the sort of stuff you're going to get when Draymond Green retires. But
2: anyway. He's unapologetic about having views about things and current day players and that type of thing.
1: We digress. He spoke about um, his daughter in this particular yep. um, uh, part of the podcast.
2: Yeah, that's right. And she was, as you'll hear, like he thought that uh, she was athletic and uh, she
1: was going to be the next big thing. I'm like, come on, girl, be a teenager so I can teach you all my shit. Finally, she become a teenager. I say, hey, you, gonna, are you ready? We start playing i uh, I don't think she like basketball. I said, I don't think she like basketball. Maybe they're saying that. I'm like, Christiana, when those girls get close to you, pop them. Dad, I might hurt them. I said, yeah, that's the objective. <laughs> I'm bigger than they are. I'm like, yeah, that's an advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. You're like,
1: okay. Hey, uh, can we get together after school today? Yeah, of course, Dad. What are we going to talk about? As you like basketball, oh, Dad, I don't like sports. What do you mean? Uh, I don't like sports.
0: <laughs> Hurt. Uh, I don't like
1: sports. I don't like basketball. He went on to say that he said, that's fine, Dan. You do whatever you want to do. And then he went into his room and cried himself <laughs> to sleep for three hours. Pressure on kids of sporting um, royalty, of which you were one, and your son comes through, Job, who ends up eventually winning a Brownlow medal and being one of the all-timers all at the Essendon Footy Club and the AFL. Did that resonate with you? That it stuff? did.
2: It did. It made me laugh when I was listening to that because I think when you play sports at a high level, I was the opposite, actually. I wasn't sort of pushing him into playing anything. I thought, okay, well, he finds sports. The All the kids, like the girls, the boys, they find sports eventually. But I just remember when um, he started playing because he went to school and all the kids were going to East Sandy. And they How played. old? He was probably about 10 or 11 when he first started playing. Mm. And, yeah, they get all the new gear. It was a really muddy day at Sandy. He had the white shorts, the socks all pulled up, everything, right? So he was just, he was ready to play, right? <laughs> he gets in the car <laughs> after the game And he's still, his white shorts are still pristine. (laughs) Not a drop of mud, (laughs) water, anything, right? He hasn't gone near the ball, hasn't wanted to get involved in the game, none of the physical stuff, you know. You're watching. And I'm sort of of... pacing up thinking, is this is, is like he's not. Everyone's watching him because he's Tim Watson. Instinctively, he just doesn't have it. You know, like he's not, he doesn't want to go in and win the ball. He doesn't want to play like nothing, you know. Yeah, how do you deal with that? Well, hopped in the car after that. He starts belting the girls in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> the only aggression he showed for the day was in the back seat to drive home. Did he, did and there was an, oh, and then then the following week we go to watch him play, right? So and as parents, you enjoy this. like you really enjoy your kids playing sport. It's I reckon it's one of the sort of the, the best times of parenting is when your kids start playing sport and you start watching them play. And so there's like there's sort of like big divots out of the sandy oval, and it rained overnight, so they're full of water, right? So he's playing in the forward line, and you know we're watching the game, and the the flow of the game is that the ball's moving into the forward line where it is and Susie and I look up, and there he is, and he and his opponent, right, <laughs> <laughs> taking turns of jumping in the puddle. <laughs> To see who can make the biggest <laughs> splash. <laughs> 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 uh, and then I it Billy, when she was playing basketball, they had this, um, this, the game, the modified game when they were first learning was like 3-3. Three, three. So you'd have three in the offensive part of the court and three in the defensive, and you couldn't go over halfway. So mm. it was like, so no kid could sort of dominate the game. Mm. And so... The ball is coming into – she's playing – I think she's playing defense or she's playing attack, whatever it might have been in basketball. Looked around. The ball is almost on top of her, right? She is platting her opponent's <laughs> head. Something <laughs> about the Watson kids. They're very friendly with their opposition. <laughs> what about boys? You, you have three boys. Yeah, so. Did you Did you go through this whole stage of, yeah, they're going to be AFL players. They might be good enough to play and then – well, maybe I'm going to have to modify the way I think. Or did you come, Did it come easily to you or not to be able to go through out. that whole parenting thing?
1: It'll work out if they're going to listen. To <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So the short answer is no. They they like footy, but they weren't like not, not all three of them were no. neither maniacal, fanatical, passionate. You know, this is my life.
2: Did you try because. and push them at no, all? No, God
1: no. Not not for one second. They all did Auskick, which I loved. I coached all their footy, junior footy oh. teams. Um, and I, I loved it as much as if they were playing AFL footy. I honestly did. It you, was a, My favourite part of the week was going to coach them and play and watch them play footy.
2: Do you think you doing or hosting the AFL squadron on a Sunday morning, did that put them off the game in any way, do you think?
1: No, they were such... They were so enamoured with it, with their squadron card. They just wanted to get <laughs> home and see if they won any prizes. No, nah, they were all good. In fact, because the point where my el- my youngest son ended up captaining Xavier College's rugby union team. Rugby union. Yeah. So I didn't know that. He stopped playing footy, Josh, and um, he's, he was a, well, he's not that big now, but he was a big. You know, he was always a toughest sort of big solid kid, and. Someone at the rugby world said, "Come and why don't you ever go at rugby?" So he said, "Yeah, I'll go and have a go." And he was good at it, and and ended up. I think he played for the state at one stage when he was younger. And but your boys,
2: they all played footy yeah. outside of you know, like the AFL system, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And
1: two of them still play for the Crocs, which is a more of a social. So it's a, it's a it can be a good standard, but it can't be a good standard because they it's a situation where you can play, but. If you want to go on holiday, so let you go on. So, but I love it. I love it. It's my favourite thing to do, and they, they love it, so it's good fun. But no, there was never any worries about um from an AFL perspective.
2: We're talking about Charles and how good he is uh, as a media performer, but also reading about the fact that uh, now CNN are wanting him to host a program, right? You're worried about that. Well, I'm not worried about it, but I think it's like people who – You you and I talk about this a lot, about people in the media or people in life, about what you're good at, what your skill set might be, and how people sometimes step outside their lane because they get an offer to do something, and they try and do it. And I'm not going to name anybody that has done this who have been really good media performers, and then they've been – everyone wants to host. There's something about people in the media that think, okay, the number one position, the pole position in the media is to host something. Mm. I've never wanted to host anything because I don't have the skill set to be a host. I can talk and I can be a co-host on something, but in terms of the specific role of the hosting, I know that's not what I can do. Yeah. You on the other hand are a natural host and when you first stepped into the media as a young person, you're able to do it naturally, right? Mm-hmm. And staying you know staying like so much so that you end up hosting, you know, the Footy Show. Mm. We were talking about this and you said that you almost well, not that you almost ended up at Channel 7, but you said, well, there's a prime example of Dougie, who was in this role at the footy show. He was a great sidekick type role. Yeah. Had a great position in the footy show. And then out of the blue, they got this godfather offer to go and do this show at Channel 7, which was live and
1: kicking. Yeah. It's a it's a great example. I don't know if i told this to you before, of staying, not staying in your lane, but understanding where you're at in the overall scheme of things. And... So the footy, you of which you were the, on the very first footy show. People forget this. You you were on the panel the very first footy show. I joined in the second year. I don't know what, maybe three, four, five. We were just panel members. Yes. Eddie, Eddie was running the show yeah. with Sam and Trevor. Yeah. And then the players, the players were. It was sort of like dress, window, yeah, dressing. window dressing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it was different to see yeah. the players, yeah. you know, because we didn't see much of them in the media and all that stuff. But. I anyway, but footy was still the absolute priority, mm. so that was where you cut your cloth, and then you did this on Thursday. All you did is turn up on Thursday. Yep. And
2: it wasn't select like, a tie.
1: Yeah, they they give you a Daffy Duck tie, <laughs> and away you go. So, after the footy show's a wild success, right? So yep. it's kinda nuts. I suppose it's a bit of a stone and a pebble in the shoe with Channel Seven. No, and, it was massive at that yeah, time, yeah. and and so they were trying to think. Well, we got to we got to throw a punch, you know, put our own show up. So, Harvey Silver is the manager, is the producer of the footy show, right? So, he starts the juggernaut and it's going nuts. Now, I don't know why Harvey, but whether Seven approached Harvey or how it came about, but Harvey says to us one day, Come around for lunch. Like, we we didn't have much to do with the producers, no. even, we, as I said. So, J- Jason Dunstall, Doug, Bill, Brown was, and myself, go to Harvey's place in Caulfield for lunch. I I thought it was about the footy show. So we turn up. And he's got the lunch there. He sits us down. He says, right, boys, this is what I want to put to you. There's an opportunity. I want to do a new show. It's um, called Live and Kicking, and we're going to take it to Channel 7, and we'll take on the footy show, and we'll, you know, we'll knock it over. And I don't know about the others, but I'm going, what? (laughs) Uh, Gary and Jason, you you two will host." And Bill and um, Doug, you know, you're the sidekicks and the funny bokes and all that sort of stuff. And I look at him going, well, we've been on television for three minutes. We sit on the panel. We do bugger all. If you want us to go and host, that's the way I thought, right? And anyway, so he did he did the whole pitch and how it was going to work and da-da-da-da. Any go, money?
2: I, was there any money discussed? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was like... We weren't contracted to nine. No, no, you did it so, per show, you know, yeah. 700 bucks a show or something no, like I was that. on, I was on 900. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a contract and there was a lot, <laughs> would have been a lot of money back in the day to on top of your footy money. Mm. And I, I'm not, no, I'm not joking. I'd left there just shaking my head, thinking, I'm not doing that. Like, I didn't give it one second of thought because I wasn't ready to host a show. There was right. no way no, knowing I was able, capable, or Wanted to host my own show. I wanted to keep playing footy and you know, keep exploring the media and stuff. Anyway, I spoke to Bill. Bill was the same. He goes, Well, I'm not doing that. And I wasn't as close to Jason and, and Doug, so I don't know what they were doing, but they clearly went further. Bill, right.
2: so you didn't have another meeting about this?
1: None, right? I just said, Not doing it. Bill mentions it to Eddie, right? Oh, no. Then it all blows up.
2: So Harvey at this stage is still the executive producer producer of the
1: show. So then it blew up. Sorry,
2: can I just ask this question on that?
1: Yep. I'm going to get this a long time
2: ago. I know. But if you remember this, was Harvey taking the idea to Seven or had he already spoken to Seven at this stage?
1: I think he was – look, this is a long time ago. And I've not spoken. So I I think he took the idea to Seven. Right, okay. I think and said this is how it's going to look. Mm. So he clearly changed me and Bill out, and, and then they got the show up, and Jason left, and Dougie left. Jason
2: he, left to be the host to be the of host. the show,
1: and of course it was red rag or bull to Ed because mm. his producer had gone to another network, and those two bikes left. Me and Bill were in the good books because we remained loyal them, so we stayed and got some
2: more chaff as a result, probably more shoots.
1: And um, so then all they wanted to do was stick it to live and kicking, right? And so. It, Eddie would tell you, and Sam Sam tells me the story all the time. He, he said, Doug said he wanted to go because he wanted to be taken more seriously. Right? He wasn't. He was the yeah. butt of the jokes, and he said, "I'm going to go to seven you know, because I need to be taken more seriously." So of course, the first show comes around of Live and Kicking, of which Channel Nine have you know, take great interest because they want to you know, want to watch this show and, mm. and see Doug get taken more seriously. And the first thing Doug does is a handstand and skull a pot whilst standing on his head. <laughs> Is that when he lit his chest here? So that was the end of it. And then it didn't go that well. It wasn't a overwhelming raging success. But the it's point, interesting, yeah. the, the point being, that Dougie left to you know do a different thing. Bill stayed. Bill, Bill, like Doug. He was, was behind he was Oh yeah. He was, was behind Dougie at
2: that stage, wasn't Doug he? Doug was the
1: number one court jester yep, or you yep. know, funny bloke. And Bill, he was still younger than all Dougie and all that. Doug goes and Bill Assumes the role, Mm. and here we are. I don't know when that would have been, that would have been about 90, I don't know, seven or eight or something like that. Yeah, to this day, Bill remains having had a 35 Mm. year juggernaut career in the media playing his role,
2: still playing that
1: role, yeah, still playing that role. And Dougie was sort of lost, yeah, Yeah. to the media after that, yeah. So, know your spot. It's about, it's about no
2: it's about knowing what you can and you can't do and staying in your life but it's very it is very difficult in the media business when people get thrown the opportunity, you know for a bigger role, for a bigger contract, that oh, type yeah. of thing for people to turn that down and to be able to look themselves honestly at themselves honestly and yeah. say, okay well that you know no, that's beyond me. I, I actually can't do that
1: yeah
2: I haven't got that skill set to be able to perform that. Jason
1: reinvented himself. No, he,
2: but he actually, he's an interesting point because he was, he is a good host still. Like, he he is, if there's such a thing as a natural born host of something, he is a natural born host.
1: Yeah. And he's, you know, he survived, he went on and did commentary with Seven. Like, he did Friday Night Footy. Yeah. Really accomplished. Smart, smart operator and then become part, big part of Fox Footy. But my my, advice, I don't give any advice to anyone, but sometimes people say, how do you get in the media? And this is makes us sound really old, the modern-day player or ex-person who wants to get in the media, that, they want, They don't want to go in as a big part. They want their own show. Like they can do a podcast. They, anyone can do a podcast. Anyone can do this.
2: Well, this is proof of that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> get a microphone, do their own podcast, and then the next point is, well, I want to go on commercial radio. I want to be on commercial mm. television. Give me a yeah. role instead yeah. of saying, well, yeah. do your bit. Yeah, yeah. Did it, I would say this all the I time. love
2: cooking. I want to host a cooking program.
1: My first ever radio part was... 3AW, Steve Price, who was doing the afternoon drive mm-hmm. show, with, and he used to do a thing with Rex Hunt and Sam Newman, quarter to six on Friday night. Mm. It, was, it turned up being like the funniest thing ever. Hilarious. And then he said to me one day, it was holidays, off ratings, end of year, he goes, you want to do this with um, with me? Mm. And I said, yeah. I was on holidays in Inverloch. So I used to drive up on a Friday to 3AW get there at like five o'clock and wait for my quarter to six spot. Mm. Pricey would go overtime always. I'd get on at seven minutes to six. We'd talk for six and a half minutes, about whatever, you know, and then he'd go, all right, six o'clock news, have a good weekend. i will get my car and drive back to Inverloch. <laughs> and and the Friday night at six o'clock, how do you reckon that went? That's how, that's how I started.
2: That's how you cut your teeth.
1: first got my go. Yeah, after the squadron,
0: of course. Give me your heart, and make your real heart or else about You're listening to The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tire Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today.
2: Gary, you're very in tune with what's going on in the media. You're as plugged in as anybody I know, but you haven't really embraced the modern media. And I'm talking about Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. Why haven't you embraced it?
1: It's a very good question. it's a, it's, a, I th- I find it fascinating this whole concept. I think it, I think this social media business might kick off. I think it's going to go. Do okay. <laughs> well,
2: you think it's going to grow? Do yeah. you, but you think people are going to catch on at some I think point? Think it might.
1: That's the way I'm. Why reading. don't you have an that's, IG that's account? That's
2: the way I'm reading it. Why don't you have an IG account?
1: Because Tim. Why don't you
2: share a little bit more of yourself?
1: It, it seems to me like. It is everything that you don't want to be doing. Like, this is public. Right. Everything's public. You know, television's public. Radio's public. It's, you know, so you put yourself out there, which is fine. You, then when you're finished, isn't the idea to get away totally? And have a private life. Is it, if someone said, listen, when you go on holidays, right, you wouldn't mind taking a few snaps or telling everyone when we are, would you? That, that to me, is the... <laughs> Like, it's an antithesis of how I want to live my life. <laughs> you said...
2: Yeah, but oh. you're surrounded by people who do who do that. No, it's no, a...
1: I don't judge. I'm mm. not, I, I see why people do it and they it's get it. It's not
2: something you want to do. Well,
1: can you, in what world you... would you go, here's a good idea? Well, here's an example. I'm going away on holidays. Mm. I want to get away from everything and mm. just relax. But this is where I am. But what I'll do is I'll put a photo <laughs> up and tell... And I don't know why anyone would be interested in this, but I'll tell everyone where I am and what I'm doing. Why would you do that?
2: Well, you know those snaps I took of you and I on the Lilo up there at Byron Bay? You know where they ended up, don't you? On my IG account.
1: Have you got an Instagram account?
2: I have, but I don't use it. Why why
1: have you got one?
2: Well, I'll tell you why I have one. I'll give you the honest answer to that. Because our boss at work took us in one day and he said, look... This is where the world's heading, everybody. We need to uh, embrace no, this it. This is a
1: great point. This is we a great... all need
2: to embrace it as employees of the Channel 7. Everybody else is out there. All the Channel 9 people have got Instagram accounts. Yep. You need to start up an Instagram account and say, well, what's that? And he told me what it was. And I said, what do you have to do? You go, share. And look, I've posted some things, but I'm not interested That's in doing it That's what I
1: wanted it to either. talk about, it, right? The, so it was if I went to see my managers, manage, my management.
2: Have you got a management
1: company? Which was basically Ned used to do my contracts, right? right. Help me with, and I don't want to do my contracts. I'm happy to have someone do it, right? he only really does he does the Fox contract. That's it, right? Right, I do. I do here. So why, don't when we know, doing, why don't you
2: do that yourself, by the way? With Fox, yeah.
1: I don't. I don't really want to go in.
2: You find it hard to put a value on your own head? Yeah, do all, you? all
1: that stuff. Well, you would too. No, not at all. <laughs> well, how much are you worth? Well.
2: I don't have a manager. I've always done my own contracts.
1: Yeah, well, that's a fair point. Um, but I've
2: always accepted what I've been offered too.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know why I do. But anyway, yeah. I do my stuff here. Anyway, I go to them and talk to them and they're great. And they go, well, what What? else can we do for you? I go, nothing. I don't need anything else. I'm pretty happy, you know. And they go, well, what are you doing for the year? I said, well, nothing. I'm going to work hard and we'll hopefully this year start to build our house. Mm. Oh, and then their eyes light up. right? right? And then they go, oh. We can't really help you with that. I'm thinking, well, you're not going to come and dig a hole no. for me anyway, so I didn't expect you to. <laughs> okay, but if you had an Instagram account, you know, if you were on Twitter or you had this, he goes, then we can, you know, man, then we can position you here. Or we could do that because every deal that is done commercially these mm. days is well, how many followers or
2: influences? Yeah.
1: yeah. So my question so, is: on. Should I sell my soul?
2: You're asking me this question. Well,
1: I can sell my soul. I can mm. join Instagram mm. and go, look, here we go. This is what's going to happen. A, who who would care about what's happening? I know some people would because there's a voyeuristic element. That's yeah. what the basis of it is. There'd
2: things. be a lot of people that would be interested in the property you're going to build.
1: Right. And then is it, is, is it worth me going into the dark, dark city world of social media because I can get some tiles for nothing?
2: But think about it. What do you have to do to be able to complete that transaction? I don't know. know. Other than take some photos of your property and say, okay, well, you know, Jack, the builder's here today and he's using this particular timber. Yeah. Up she goes. And then, you know, ka-ching, (laughs) ka-ching. Yeah.
1: Or should I do that? I
2: I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Have a look. Have how, a, how much is it going to cost you to build your house?
1: Get the, I'll get Nicky to get the video camera. I'll go, here's the uh, kitchen, and here's my mille oven. Have a look at this. I'd, I'd rather but belt myself over the head with a piece of two.
2: But you love that Jeremy Clarkson series. Love it. You could do a Jeremy Clarkson type series.
1: Oh, he doesn't do that for um, Instagram. No, I, d- I don't doubt very much. No, but that. that's
2: another way that. Uh... But that's
1: a, that's funny. That's a that's a comedy. That's him who, like you and I, has no idea about farming or how to farm. Farming. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's not him going. Oh, look at my uh, tractor that I got from, Kubota, which I have got a <laughs> Kubota tractor. <laughs> You know what I mean? I know exactly what so you mean. So should I do it to you? No,
2: I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't do it. Why, I wouldn't. Sell why you, not? Well, I just wouldn't sell your soul like that. No, because exactly. you got to you got to give too much of Garrity. Exactly. And I know that you don't like giving too much of yourself. No. So we, it's not going to be something no, no. you'll enjoy doing, even for the money or for the yeah. Well, for the money that you would save in building, it's just not something that would sit comfortably with you. Right. What? I know you're well enough to know that you wouldn't want to do it and it wouldn't be something that no, well, you'd do I, easily.
1: I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it in a fit. Because I'm my... staggered, though, that people are doing this. They open themselves up to everything, Tim. I've, I've, I know, I saw because um, the girls started their business, right? Mm. So I wanted to have a look at what sort of feedback they're getting. And the then, brownless girls, should Yeah, about. Nikki and the, her two girls. And Ruby. Ruby and Lucy. And then their Instagram pages, yeah. So I'm looking at. You know, the, who the people, they? I don't get it, but they follow right. who, you. Know. Yeah. Then you see the, the pictures people put up.
2: What What do you mean, the pictures? Well, the. Of their life. Yes. Their personal life. Here's me. With what though? Standing
1: in a bikini. Right. Or here's me at the supermarket. What?
2: It's a big beast that you have to keep fueling every day though. You've got to keep feeding this day in, day out. I've followed people on Instagram over the years, and there was a lady in, um, they were building a house in France, Mimi mm. Thorison, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't even know how I came across it, but it was sort of in this wine region of France at that time. And it was really interesting. The yeah. part about them building the house mm. and what they were doing and how they're going about it in their daily life, she used to write a blog as well. And I was interested in that. But then they started doing fashion shoots and stuff like that and putting themselves out there. And I'm thinking, okay, they've got so many followers now. What she's trying to do. Is just provide material on a daily basis, and it's no content. the content. It's no longer interesting. If I did that, I wouldn't but, like to see you go down that track. Well, I'm still, I'm just looking at you now. I just I, wouldn't like to I, see Gary. Give me a headache now, tra- <laughs> but
1: I could feel me driving past in my Kubota, <laughs> like you know, in my little buggy. Well, you could. That, and then what can I then go to Kubota and go hey and pony up?
2: Well, I don't know whether Kubota would be willing to do that or not, but maybe they would. It would depend on how many followers you have and you don't have any followers yet because you haven't set up an account. I see.
1: Anyway. We should talk about
0: Kubota, though, because... Let's do our farming
1: segment right now, Whispers.
0: It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over 40 years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. And just for transparency sakes, I've got a Kubota tractor, I've got a K-
1: Kubota mower, a zero-turn mower, and yep. a Kubota buggy, and I've paid for all of it.
2: That's right, you have. All of it. Yep, that's right. And you didn't share any of it with me.
1: Well, you did. That's the you other You came part and drove the tractor one day. I did. And nearly killed me. <laughs> and then I got off the tractor and I said, yeah, well, you, I, was, I was trying to clean... the <laughs> you, uh, listen, to the, to listen, listen to Dunstall sitting here panel <laughs> operator. Trying to clean So I want to clean the gutter look. And Tim's there Who's been talking about how great a farmer he is For about five years I said Jump in the tractor b- Drive it round, And I'll get in the bucket And then you lift me right up the top of the sh- shed So I can clean the um, gutter out So he looks at me and goes Sure oh. So I'm waiting I'm waiting Next minute the tractor comes around And he gets in the bucket, and I get in the bucket. and He starts lifting. He's gonna, he's gonna snap off my downpipe and jam me into the shed. I said, "What are you doing?" Oh, I said, sorry. I said, "Move back a bit." Because as the bucket goes up, you get anyway. Eventually, we got it and sorted out. And I go, "Okay, please, haven't you driven a Kubota?" He goes, "I've never driven a tractor before in my life. <laughs> never driven a tractor." He said, "Hear me hours you
2: Hear me hours You got up on one of these Kubotas. <laughs> I've never driven one in my life." Well, um, I've got some rabbits.
1: No, I mean, let's just establish that we are. We got. We are. We're serious about our farming. How well, many acres you got?
2: 20. Good spread.
1: Big S- spread. Small. <laughs> small. So we do experience the problems of the everyday farmer, and it's just our we're just going to document our ability to deal with some of the challenges. What have you got?
2: What do you mean, what have I got?
1: What have you got on your property that's challenging?
2: At the moment, yeah. rabbits. Right. They've taken over the property. What are you going to do about it? Well, that's my problem. I'm asking you. How are a, a I, farmer. Well, what's the solution, do you think? Hot lead? Hot, what, shoot them. Yeah, well, allow shoot No, them. hot lead, I said. Yeah, shoot them. <laughs> no, I didn't say shoot
1: them. I said hot lead. But a lot of, there could be some kids in the
2: well, car. Well, the local bike says hot lead could is be the some thing, kids is thing in the that car. remedies
1: the problem. Listening to this.
2: Okay. Well, you've got, you used to breed ferrets. I don't know. Are you still breeding no, them? I'm not? I... I'm out of that game. Okay. Is that a solution though?
1: No. no some ferret. ferreting? No, they couldn't. They wouldn't help They you. turn up everywhere. I've got no rabbits.
2: How no, come? No. What no, have no. you got that cleans up your rabbits in?
1: I don't know, maybe we're not. you got kangaroos. I, yeah, well, I was going to say, I've got a, a serious point. What, do I, what am I going to do with the kangaroo population on my property, which started, I would think, five years ago at maybe 200, and it's a transient. I thought you were breeding them. Yeah, well, they of course they breed. I don't... Put them in a pen and introduce them to each other, and say, "I thought hey, you God, were away. You go. I thought you
2: brought a big, I thought that. you brought a big buck in, and you started breeding.
1: They them. do it naturally. Now there's about three hundred and fifty. What am I going to do about that?
2: Well, four hundred maybe. Well, are they a problem though? Are they eating well, too much? Well, not because I don't
1: live there. Right. But when we build a house, what what's going to happen? What they won't move into the house. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> what I'm <the> just <laughs> saying. What <laughs> I don't. I don't
2: have a kangaroo problem. No. But I do know that if you do have a kangaroo problem Mm -hmm. and one of the big bucks, you find one of those big bucks on his own, then he's been ostracized from the other kangaroos and then you've got a problem because he turns nasty.
1: Yeah, well, right now, it's a a work in progress. But uh, from a rabbit point of view, I think legally you are allowed to um, euthanize if that is the case. What, What damage are they doing?
2: Well, they just dig holes everywhere. They just come up into your garden and they just start digging. They've started digging in the vineyard as well. Be a lot not the vineyard. Well, I shouldn't say that. It sounds like I've got a big vineyard. I oh, you've got a
1: vineyard, have you? <laughs> no. Oh, have you got some vines? <laughs> got How no, many vines have you got, got? got an acre of vines. I oh, you've got 20 acres with the vineyard. Oh. <laughs> just drop, yeah. I'll just drop that <laughs> in for those who don't know. I've got my own mean, vines. Fiano. <laughs> What's in your vines?
2: We've got fiano. We planted some fiano yeah. many years ago. Yeah. yeah, many years ago. And we make a little white wine, a little family thing it is. It's not a commercial project at all. It's right, just I, a tiny little amount of wine that we produce each and every year.
1: What's become clearly obvious. We don't know what, the, what we're doing from a farming point of view. So we'll introduce the problem mm. and next week we'll have a solution. We'll solve the problem, yeah. Yeah, so we'll spend next, this week talking. Researching talking how to, to get rid of rabbits. Talking to our farmer mates. Yeah. Maybe get one on. I know what my
2: I know what my farmer mate's going to say about getting rid of the rabbit. He shoot him. Yeah, well, he, he, he's a farmer. Like he's a genuine Man well, on the land. Well, so are we. You and I have got sort of like a kind of softer side to us, which applies to rabbits and kangaroos and things like that. That doesn't necessarily apply I'll out there to the man well, on the land. There
1: won't be a farmer that doesn't listen to this podcast to try and find the solution <laughs> to his issues. So we'll sort out the the um, the rabbit. I don't know what the kang. I don't know what I'm going to do with the kangaroos, but I am going to put in a um, some veggie garden. So some veg. Veggie- well, got- you
2: come to the right place there.
1: Where, where, how do you, have you got your veggie gardens? How have you got them laid out?
2: Uh, in strips above the ground. So they're in boxes. Who made them? Carl, my son-in-law is a builder.
1: Will come and do me? Or not come and do mine?
2: For a price. will How you? much? I don't know. Friend, it's, a, oh, it's a lot fat, of travelling time. family. A lot of, of travelling time. You've got down. family down there. Yeah, but he, he built those during COVID. So um, when people couldn't but, live in the city and they all went down there and lived in the country. What about a fruit box? Well, fruit boxes okay, but We've you had can do 10 fruit than that. boxes. Well, you could do that, but if you want something a bit more permanent, well, no, I'm not going to
1: permanent b- until I build build the house. Yeah, have you got water down there? God, you got water. plenty of water. I've got so much water. Have you got a bore down there? No, got two big, big, big water tanks, big tanks right. that have never been more than a you know forty centimeters from the top four. Why wouldn't you have a
2: bore down there? I haven't
1: been bored. I've, I've I've found it interesting the whole time I've been there. I haven't got a bore. I've got a full dam and two massive big water tanks. I don't need a bore. Have you got a bore? No,
2: no, because we don't have a lot of bore water where we are. But where do you, you are a, on the peninsula, a lot of people, a, a lot of people do. Well, I I pump from the dam. You and,
1: don't pump from the river. You're not pumping from the McAllister, are
2: you? No, you're not allowed to unless you have a license. So I pump from the I've dam. I've known you for
1: a long time. That's a very guilty look you just gave me then. You're not dragging water out of McAllister, are you? And pumping it up onto your crops.
2: No. Up onto your vines. No, I'm not, but my neighbour, Brian He's been pumping out of McAllister. He's got a license and sometimes he's tap leaks into my dam. <laughs> sometimes it does, Gary. You can't stop that. Pipes occasionally split.
1: That's our uh, in-depth farming segment for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. Don't worry, um, our great great friends at the Kubota. We're going to get much, much more specific about our... Farming exploits throughout the course of the year. Um, I don't, let's just do some rapid fire stuff. Okay. As we, as we you do. haven't
2: mentioned my new glasses at all. Not once today have you mentioned my new glasses. You're deliberately, you're deliberately not mentioning them. You got some Is new, there a reason for that? have got some
1: new glasses. I've got some new glasses. Thank you for mentioning <laughs> Where did you get them?
2: I got them from my good friends, Sammy and Gino. At? Yeah, well, the place called Designer Eyes in
1: Nidri and in, in, in Coburg. You said they get 10% off if you go down there.
2: If you say that you would like a pair of specs like Wisps, yeah, you might get a, a nice little 10% discount.
1: Um, Jack Ginnivan, that was a story that yeah, broke. Was, We've yeah. all had our say about that. I don't know if, what more we can Where can, can
2: you take it. that story, though? Is, is zero tolerance an option? Well, it's always an option. I don't know that it's going to... I don't know it's the right option, but it's always... Like, it's amazing how many people have a very hard-line view about this, which you and I don't have, but how many people do have a hardline? line attitude towards I don't,
1: I, I don't begrudge anyone having a hardline attitude, but we're wrestling with what's the solution. Like, mm. you can take a hardline, but it's not, it won't stop it, I don't think. Or it's going to end up, it'll end up...
2: No, but if you have hard hardline solution, it stops somebody from doing this and getting caught playing AFL football.
1: Yeah, I don't think...
2: If that's, that's what you want to do.
1: I was thinking about it yesterday, right? So, we did a whole hour and a half on our radio show, so we're not going to dive into it too deeply again. But after we went off air, we all get different mm. feedback from different people we talk to, and... Some people, I don't know if they misunderstood. We weren't. Oh, I wasn't sitting there going, "This is all fine. It's just drugs. It doesn't matter." No. I understand the issue and the potential issue and problem. I just don't know the solution because it's. I'm not. I don't want to normalize it. I don't want to support the normalization of it. But it's, it's normalized already by the by society the,
2: has done that. Though, that's right for you. Would it be better? A section. Well, I shouldn't say society. A section of society that you are linked to has mm-hmm. done that for you.
1: Is it? Like, we don't want to – I don't want to ban people from the game, right? But I also don't want to have a slap on the wrist type situation. Mm. What about if it's a first strike like Jack Innovan was? Mm. What about if it's just 10 weeks? 10-week mm. suspension. So it's enough to it's enough to put some bit of fear into players because that can be potentially career-ending, mm. you know. But it's also redemptive. It also gives you a chance to reflect – and go, geez, I've got a, you know, I've got half a season now to get myself back in, or whatever. Is there, is there a happy medium?
2: Yeah, there's always a happy medium. You got to, you got to try and find oh no. what that happy medium is. we're um, just going to do this. I haven't thought. got a, I haven't got a hard fast uh, solution for this.
1: No. Looking at that rabbit hole picture, I would like a new photo. That's not a very good photo. Oh, we've got to get that. Shocker! Short. It's an absolute shocker. Uh, Zach Merritt, Captain, you've, um, you tried to play down your influence.
2: I've had no influence on Zach Merritt at all. I really like him. Then you I think he's a really impressive a young man. Well, I send lots of people different messages about different things and say, look, say you you'll like this podcast. Have a listen to it.
1: Who else are you mentoring?
2: I'm not mentoring anyone. It's you not said mentoring.
1: You said you send lots of people podcasts.
2: Yeah, but I don't have to mention who they are. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Why not? Well, I think, you know, i find something that's interesting. I thought, oh, well, that person over there might find it interesting too.
1: i got a. Um, box of drinks from Nick Curios today.
2: Yeah, what's the chances that that was actually a personalised note from Nick Curios?
1: We talked about kombucha on the show and then all of a sudden Nick Curios' drinks turned up and said, Dear Gary.
2: Hi Gary, forget the kombucha. Time to get an alive. Enjoy Nick Curios. What's it called? Alive. Alive. That's
1: his new drink. Do you think that's from him? Well, somebody signed his name. Well, how do you know it's not him?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. Somebody signed his name, so maybe it is him. I'm not sure that
1: be listening to our show, by the way. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. What else have you got? The cricket? No, nah, I forget the cricket. Oh, the... We're not interested, that. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> the um, four field umpires? Uh,
2: interesting. Interesting to see how this works. Is it? I'll tell you what now. There'll be, no matter what you do, no matter how perfect the system might be, there will always be discussion about umpiring decisions. Oh. We live with that. We live with that. I know you get frustrated because people are talking about I don't. it, but as a fan, doesn't worry me. As a fan, it can drive you demented watching a game of football where you believe the umpiring has been less than adequate.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know about. That. Hey, we had Aaron Sipos come in and join us. I don't care. The umpires, I know you don't of, care. I, don't, I do care about umpires. I don't want to be dismissive of umpires. I care about them. I respect the job they do. I just don't. I find it. Borish, the, the whole yeah, I know. debate well, it's a It's a
2: circular conversation that you have around umpiring. Mm. But by just the that, same token, you can't just pick and choose which part of passion that you want people to ins- to express as
1: part of loving a game. I'm not telling people what to be passionate about. I know you're not telling people. What not to be. They can be passionate about it all, it's all they like and I don't judge them on it. I just find the whole thing as boorish as anything. Every Monday we could sit there and do four hours of umpire bashing. Let's just concede it's a tough job, and there's going to be heaps of mistakes, mate.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't look. Like, it doesn't even matter whether or not you've got replay after replay, angle after angle. You know, if I just watched the NFL playoffs, they've got all these cameras everywhere, mm. and they still, after all the replays that they show, they are still left in doubt at different times as to whether or not whatever they thought occurred occurred.
1: This has been the Rabbit Hole Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer.
0: This has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer keeping you safe on the roads TyrePower.com.au Tune in to 1116 SEN each Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to your SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim